kind of like, oh, there's the horns. Oh, God. This is going to be fun to edit. I'm sorry. I moved to New York City at the wrong time, right as we started our podcast. No, it's fine. I feel like this needs to be closer to my face, but whatever. That's fine. Maybe I need to sit a little bit different. Oh, okay. I got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Yeah, it's been a while since we last talked. It's been over a week. Yeah. Two weeks. It's good, though. I think we needed a little bit of a break from talking to each other. So we could start over fresh and new. Yep. I can't but- believe... <laughs> I loved it. Dad thought we needed to talk, but we've been talking like once a week for a while. Yeah. So we didn't talk at Thanksgiving. We just said hi. Where is my brother? My brother. Brother, you my brother. Many of you are my brother. I love my brother. I'll open up a beer and drink with you. I got wine because I'm fancy. This is my glass. Wait, hold on a second. Okay. How you been? Bing, What's new? Bing, bong, bing. Wait, no, should this we is the, the beginning of the Suburban Siblings podcast. Welcome back to the Suburban Siblings podcast, starring Andrew Chase and Matthew Chase. You sound like an airline attendant. Yeah. I was going for more voiceover narrator-ish, but that works. I can do deeper. Hello, and welcome back to the Suburban Siblings Podcast, starring Andrew and Matthew Chase, two suburban brothers who no longer live in the suburbs. They live in the big city, but different cities, both different sizes. Did you write that? No, I just came up with it. <laughs> Might want to save that for another one. I don't know if we're going to go for that theme. Well, the theme changes every episode. We talk about different stuff. Yeah, I do like your writing. You write up theme of our episodes. I don't write up themes. Oh, you mean the titles? I find the the most interesting thing. The short little description. Yeah, I don't really do well at the descriptions. The titles are fine. I like the descriptions. What are you talking about? Every time I'm kind of just always saying, yeah, it's two suburban siblings who came together and are talking because it's the only time they talk. It's literally, I just repeat myself every week. That's literally the only time we talk. You're right. Sure. Hey, it's more than some people. That's true. We talk decently enough. Decently. Anyway, so how was your week? Two weeks. Oh, I have Tell a me fun about story. this Blackout Wednesday. Okay. Um, Blackout, you know what Blackout Wednesday is. I, I do, but I want to know what that... happened. Like, what was wrong? Nothing was wrong. What do you mean, what was wrong? I don't know. You, you just said like something went down and that's why you didn't want to talk to me. I don't know. No, I said that my plans changed. So, um, my friend and I decided to do blackout Wednesday. So we got incredibly drunk at her apartment. So you that's showed up the story. Thanksgiving hungover. No, I don't get hangovers. Oh, well, well I get hangovers. Drunk with me. I have gotten drunk with you. Remember I passed out. You also had a hangover. Yeah, but my alcohol tolerance has changed. Also, I was fine after an hour with that hangover. How how my hangovers go is I get up and I start... If I walk outside and it's cold outside, my hangover is gone in like five minutes. It wasn't cold. No. But I also, also wasn't able to out. take a shower. 
Yeah, I, I went and got got burritos. I'm pretty sure I drank more than you at that party. No, I think we drank about the same amount. It was also back when I didn't drink as much. You were 21. It was great. Yeah, I wasn't really big into drinking when I turned 21. I was before I turned 21, and then... Isn't that just normally how it goes? You're just really into drinking because you can't drink? And then when you can drink, you're like, yeah, that's boring. Yeah, it's not as much fun when you can drink. Until you start being able to make the cocktails, and then it's like like you're drinking something delicious that also has alcohol in it. (laughs) Well, it's good. So that was Blackout Wednesday, and then Thanksgiving, I went over to Mom's. Grandma was there, dad was there. Helped mom cook, because she made me get there at 11 o'clock, and dinner wasn't until 4. Dad showed up late, like usual. Nothing new there. Yeah, but he yeah. had to bring grandma. Who... Well, I, he, he apparently was... Great. Yeah, did she tell you what happened on Sunday? No, what happened on Sunday? We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but he was apparently at grandma's at like noon. And at like three o'clock, he texted us and was like, I think we might be late. She's still not dressed and I've been here for three hours. And I'm like, what have you been doing for three hours? <laughs> Staring at her? Um, so yeah. And then I worked on Sunday, so I didn't go visit mom. Usually I go visit her on Sundays. Um, but we just saw each other on Thanksgiving, so it wasn't like anything. Um, so yeah, and then Sunday, I went to work. I worked. And then on Monday... Wait, you just skipped Friday and Saturday. Oh, nothing happened Friday and Saturday. Oh, okay. I was supposed to hang out with someone on Saturday, and I just didn't want to, so I didn't do it. Um, I worked on Sunday. And then, according to Mom, I talked to Mom yesterday, because some things I'll tell you in a bit. Um, But um, apparently Grandma went to the hospital on Sunday. Did Mom not tell you this? No. Oh. I didn't find out till Tuesday. Um, but apparently she was roaming around the halls, knocking on doors in her building. I don't, I, mom told me what she was asking or looking for something and I don't remember what it was, but it was funny. And then she went to the hospital and she spent the day, the night in the hospital and dad was sitting outside in the car cause you know, they won't let him in. All right. So dad spent that the happen. night in the car. Yeah. Outside the hospital cause he couldn't go in. Oh, because that's how hospitals work. Um, but here's the fun thing. Um, on Sunday, my roommate walked into my room and was like, hey, one of our friends tested positive for COVID. Ah. Who's like one of the friends that's technically in a group of friends that we hang out with on the average amount of time. I haven't seen her in a while. so Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. But so he told me that. And he had just been with her roommate on Thursday for Thanksgiving. So it was this giant thing, and we were all worried about getting COVID and all this stuff. And then I was, like, freaking out because I was like, well, I just went home for Thanksgiving. I was so precautious. I was like, I only spent time with my roommates. I didn't go hang out with anyone else. And then we believe um, the only time that he would have come into contact with it was would have been on Thursday. So it wouldn't have gotten to mom or dad or grandma anyways. Plus, grandma tested negative for COVID when she went to the hospital. That's good. So I had to get a COVID test on Monday. How's your nose? It's fine. It wasn't actually that bad, though. Though you do know which nose is the one that's open and which one's the ones that closed, because you know how only one of your nostrils is used at a time. Yeah, you can definitely feel it push past that barrier. Mm-hmm. Tickles your brain. 
Well, no, it doesn't, but okay. I get deep. Have you had a COVID test yet? No. Oh, you've been lucky. But I did get a flu test, which is the exact same test. (laughs) So. Do they they shove it, a giant thing, down your nose? Yeah, you don't remember this? Right when the the pandemic started, I had, I just recently gone to New York City for a uh, networking event where nobody took it seriously. It was, you know, before masks were a thing. And um, I thought I was sick the next week. So I went in and they told me, well, and they couldn't give me a COVID test without, you know, medical reasons. Like I had to be literally dying. Yeah. So they gave me a flu test, which is the same as a COVID test. And I tested uh, acutely positive for flu. So it wasn't going to be COVID. Well, that's good. Yeah. Though the, the test does suck. I had to wait in a line for an hour in the freezing cold. Yeah, that's why I don't want to get tested, but I'm pretty sure I've had it. COVID? Yeah. I don't think you have. I definitely There's do. a possibility. You know, if that you've had that COVID. Really exhausted? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure that was when I had it. But, but see, if you had COVID, the entirety of the Kudel family would have COVID. No, I didn't see them for like two weeks. Doesn't mean and I moved into New York City during that time. Well, does Danielle have any symptoms of COVID? Um, she thinks she might have had an acute, acute version of I it. Think but you had COVID. She would have been more affected. So I think it was more of a flu. Have you told mom that you thought you had COVID? No. Because you know you have to go get a COVID test before you come out at Christmas. Yeah, I know. But we'll see if that happens. Are you not coming now? Well, we'll Let's see. Changing. Mean, it's all up to, you know, I don't want to leave Danielle here by herself. So if well, she doesn't come with, then. Just throw her in the trunk of the car and drive across the country. Yeah, that's kind of illegal. Yeah, but then she'd be there for Christmas. I need to know if I need to buy another Christmas present. I already did my Christmas shopping. I already did. I haven't done any. I've shopped for my apartment. Literally, I've spent a lot of money on my apartment. <laughs> How much? Well, you bought a couch. We bought a couch. That one was... How's the couch look? I haven't seen it. What does it look like? It's nice. I'll send you a picture of it later. Mom got us a rug. Some pillowcases. Mom bought you a rug? What? Mom bought you a rug? She never bought me my rug. I bought a rug and she didn't pay for it. She offered to buy us a rug, so we took her up on that. She ordered it from Amazon. It showed up today. Is it a nice rug? Uh, it's all right. Is it more of a modern rug? Or is it it's very rug? modern, but what the picture looks like versus what it looks like in real life is very concerning. Now I want to know what it looks like. It'll get you, have you seen my rug? No, I've never seen your rug. Really? It's a nice rug. I believe it. I bought it off of... Wayfair, I think. Oh, really? That's... But it has red in it. That's why I was looking for a new bedspread that has red in it because I wanted it to match my rug colors a little bit. So old. There's... Well, it had. To... I wanted my room to look a little better than it did. I have like black and gray sheets and such, and I'm just like, I'd like some new colors. Oh. Something a little different. I can't find the picture of the rug. Well, I just actually used Wayfair for. Uh... You got desks. On Cyber Ooh. Monday. Like nice desks? Yeah. And also, like, you know how normally on Black Friday and Cyber Monday they have, like, 
good deals on TVs. Like the TV that you have, yeah. that's mine. But you have it? Yeah, I'm getting a new one. You're getting a new one? Well, I'm getting a new one for our living room. Oh, okay. So it's I went online inches. to get a... Yeah, so I tried to get a 55-inch one or whatever because I saw a really good deal. But all the deals are in stores. And I'm like, I'm not taking that thing on a subway. Don't you still have your car? Yeah, but it's in New Jersey. It's like an hour and a half train ride. Oh. Yeah, that's not worth it. Yeah. So you can you pay someone to go in the store and buy it for you and then bring it to you? So that's that's the other thing is so I found a decent deal on a, a nicer TV. Um and I ordered it, but of course they're gonna deliver it in the packaging. So that means that everybody will know it's a TV. <laughs> so oh. Hopefully they like call me when they drop it off, so it's not just sitting there. So you did end up buying it. Yeah, we ended up buying a TV, a TV stand. We got the couch. That's nice. We got the bed. Bed's massive. We put up a. Makes the bed. What size bed you get? Full or queen? We got a queen. And then we got. Um, we went to Home Depot and we got one of those kit things for the closet mates. Oh, you know, I saw those pictures. Mom showed me those pictures. Yeah, like one whole wall of our apartment, or our bedroom of our apartment, is just a closet. Yeah. And I heard you didn't use drywall anchors when you put it up. Well, so the anchors, listen to this, the the, anch- the little plastic anchors that you think are supposed yeah. to be for drywall, it says in there that that's specifically for concrete. It says the drywall anchors are these massive, like, pieces that fold yeah. up, and you draw yeah. a half-inch hole, shove that in there, and then tighten it together. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Well, no, no those wall, are... So it's half-inch, like, three-coat plaster. Oh, plaster's not... You can drill into plaster a lot easier than you can. Well, it would hold better in plaster than it will in... Yeah, so right now it's, screw, just, I mean, not a, it's just regular screws in plaster. You're probably fine. We couldn't find any studs. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Studs are not easy to come by in an apartment. Yeah, but I had a stud finder, and it kept telling me there was a stud right there, and I drill a freaking... And it wasn't? Yeah, I drilled right into it, and it just went in the stud. It might be one of those really, really small metal studs that are hard to find. Well, hopefully it's not metal. <laughs> well, never know. We were worried I was going to drill into a pipe or something. Oh, that'd be funny. Oh, pipe that would have been awful. <laughs> yeah, then you have to explain to your apartment building why there's a hole in a pipe. Mm-hmm. We also got a clothes hanger, which goes in this room. This is our office space, but also our, our air well, dryer. Are you in your office? Hmm? You're not at the kitchen table anymore? Well, I'm, I'm on the same table in the same spot. But Have you not bought, bought your desks in yet? Have you not gotten them? No, I, I just bought them like two days ago. How big are they? Are they like... The ones that you like plug into the wall and you push a button and it like turns into a standing desk or is it? No, we're not that fancy. Cheaper. These were some pretty good Cyber Monday deals that are like a hundred bucks. Um, they're just a general, like, you know, a good size desk, like 46 inches like, long by. So a little bit inches. smaller than the desk I'm sitting at. Yeah. It's a metal yeah. desk. It's got, you know, storage. Do you need any more computer monitors? No, I have. I have mine and my laptop. I have come into the possession of having like 12 of them now. How big are your computer monitors? 
Um, the one I bought when I just graduated high school is 21 and a half inches. And then the one I just got for free is 23. So to take my tests, I need a 23 inch monitor. I was looking at monitors. Why do you need a 23 inch? So I don't know if I've complained about this yet on our podcast, but the organization that puts that monopolizes and puts together the architecture exams decided that they're going to, because of the pandemic, start an online version of the test. Now, the big thing about them writing these tests is that they want all the tests to be the same and everybody gets the same experience so that there's no differences. Of course, everybody says there's a difference wherever you take it. So no matter how much they try, they fail. But yeah, they one of the things is you need a 23-inch monitor. To take it online, you need to have a camera that you can like move around videotape like the whole room you have to have a mirror behind you so it's incredibly expensive yeah it's really expensive because oh, yeah, they don't want someone sitting there in front of you with a book mm-hmm. also the worst part about the whole thing is that you always have to be looking at the screen anytime if you look down or put your hand on your face or something you are probably going to fail because they assume that you're cheating that's stupid and then on top of all that if you have a beard, the software that they use has a hard time picking up your face when you have a beard. So you have to shave to take this test? I am not shaving. I'm going to go into the place and catch COVID to take this test. <laughs> but I'm not taking the test until January, so I'm good. Oh, well, I might have a 23-inch monitor in here that you can have and just take it back with you if you come to Illinois for Christmas. Maybe. We'll see. Because Mary Ellen gave me all of these old monitors from Cosmo's office. Mm, okay. I'm giving one to mom and one to dad because I don't need. Well, we're replacing the small ones that you had in college, and I'm giving her one of the bigger ones so that she can use it more effectively. I had a small monitor in college. You had those two monitors you brought home from college. That I brought home three. You might have. I think I broke one. Well, there's like a cheap one, and then I have two Dell ones. Did I have more? I think you only had three. Because I I took one. Well, you had that really, you had that square Dell one. I took the square Dell one, and then Mom had the two smaller ones. There's one under the desk, and there's one that she's using for class right now, and we're going to replace it with a better one. Did you just scratch your nose with a, what's it called? A T-square? No, they're not T-squares. That's a, I forget the name of it. It's a precision edge. Well, there's a name for it in the construction business that's very different. Nobody uses these. (laughs) Measuring tape. There's the big versions. The big versions of them. There's the T-square that I think you're thinking of. Well, yeah, that's the triangle. What? This is not a triangle. I'm not. No, there's... Okay, maybe that one's the T-square. I don't know. Nobody knows what we're talking about because I can't see it. It's an L-shaped, exacto, precision-age, stainless steel ruler thing. I was using it so that I could uh, align um, screws on a wall. Oh. You're putting that much effort in? Yep. According to Danielle's words, we are never moving. Why? Because the amount of effort you put in to make this place a home? Yep. 
She actually just what today when I moved to New York today bought a uh, coffee table, so we are officially moving into the living room once the TV shows up and the coffee table shows up. You can still change apartments with all that stuff. I know. We just have to pay somebody to move us because I'm not moving us. You don't have that much stuff. It's not like moving a house. It's an apartment. Did I tell you about me trying to pick up a box of books? I am 25 years old. Not that far out of yeah, high but you school also, when I used you to also work pack... out left and right. I had a 45, maybe 50 pound box of books. And I looked like a fool trying to carry that thing up the stairs, across the street. It was ugly. Well, you also make the bad decision to fill an entire box just full of books. Nobody else in the world just puts books in a box. They split the books up into multiple boxes so they're not as heavy to carry. Yeah, well, I made a bad decision. Okay, fine. The books haven't even been taken out of the box yet. I'm probably going to have to get rid of them. So why do you have the books? Because I like my books, okay? They're good to read. Do you read yes. them? I use them a lot okay. as reference books. My apologies, yeah. then. Mm-hmm. So you said, you what's going to happen when stand. you move here? Yeah, what, 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 when we have to get an apartment, the three of us, where, where, a bedroom. you're going to have to move. A whole small room that I'm sitting in right now. Yeah, it's an office. It's also way too small. You can live in here. What are you talking about? You can fit a full-size bed in here, like, and probably not your desk. The amount of stuff I have in this room right now wouldn't fit in there. I have a filing cabinet, I have a TV, I have yeah, but if you're moving a cross chest, country, I have I a nightstand. Maybe the TV and the gaming system. All right. Then you can play all of your old video games that I got. Wait, you don't want to move to New York City, so I don't know what you're talking about. You know what? I know exactly what you'd do. Because I have the Xbox um, One Game Pass, and you know what's on there currently? What? All of the 2019 NBA and all like the sport games. Mm-hmm. They're all on there for free, because I pay my 8 bucks a month to get them. So I don't own any gaming system other than Steam and one game on my laptop. What's the game again? You Rocket League. Oh, that's right. So I think you can only play on PlayStation, so. Yeah. But I I don't really play it. I spend most of my time being an architecture nerd. Well, yeah, you work too much. Yeah. Anyway, so my Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, tell me about your Thanksgiving. Um, I woke up early because I was excited for the day. And we were like, you know, we should probably start cooking, you know, around noon when the games start. And, of course, Danielle was... Mm-hmm. Not if you're making. Danielle a is depressed like, because not if you're making like a twelve course meal. Danielle is depressed because uh, she couldn't go to the the parade because you know COVID and all the parade shenanigans. I guess the night before the parade, they have like a ceremony or a thing where you go to the Upper West Side and they're blowing up all the balloons and stuff. Yeah, and that didn't happen. They stopped blowing them up the night yeah. before. They take all night to blow up. Mm-hmm. So none of that happened. So she just kind of laid there in the bed or not the bed. She was laying on two chairs because we didn't have our, our, uh, couch yet. Couch. And she was, you know, laying around and I decided, you know, I'm going to take on the tradition of what mom used to do. 
where, you know, we were sitting there watching TV, doing everything to not help clean the house. So I decided I was going to clean the house because our floors were disgusting. There's like plaster on the ground and paint everywhere. And so I also found out that there's um, carpet glue all over all the wood floors because there used to be carpet everywhere. Not surprised. It's disgusting. Like picked up random stuff. Like I was cleaning underneath the, the washer machine and like there's pomegranate. I want to say it's pomegranate with like the seeds in the glue. It's disgusting. Anyway. Great. Um, so I was cleaning the floors. I was, you know, scrubbing along the floorboards and bought this like mold stuff. I cleaned the bathroom. Which is, I don't know. We got these like pads, like carpet pads to put in the bathroom because I just hate the, the tile. Yeah, that's whatever one has. Like one of those little things they put in front of the yeah, bath. We just got uh, shower so they get out, doesn't get. Yeah, we got out. enough so that you never touch the tile. You could just buy a bigger carpet. Well, that's what we got. Okay. Um, so I cleaned everything and then we started cooking around noon. But by. S- Started cooking. What I mean is, we were trying to figure out how to light. Starting to prepare. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> right. You guys' ovens. Pilot light. Pilot light was out. Mom thought we were crazy. I had to go to CVS. I had to buy uh, a lighter, a candlestick lighter. We had mm-hmm. to light the thing manually. I don't even know if it works. We haven't lit it since. Well, have you? You used it to make the yeah. Food. It was on for like I want to say five hours. Well, here's where you messed up. Because what time did you actually eat? I I would say we started eating at 5.30. No, that's not bad. I mean, the turkey only took about two, two and a half hours. Well, you bought a small turkey. Yeah, it was just the turkey breast. We actually took it out and left it out of the oven for an hour, and it was still nice and hot. Well, yeah, because the internal heat. Yeah, and it was in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Mom likes to cook in those bags. I don't like it. I actually liked bags. it. It was really moist. It was pretty good. The turkey's still good now. Well, what I like to do for my turkeys is I like to brine my turkey for a couple of days. So it's that's where you like, usually you buy a brine packaging package that like has the salt and all the spices in it. And then you put it in this giant bag and you fill it with um, water and you leave it sit in that bag for like two so or three married. days. Basically, it's kind of like a marinade, but like it really penetrates all of that. And then that, brining it like that, really helps keep all the juices and flavors. And so when you bake it, you get a way more crispier skin. Because mom does the bag thing, but she leaves the bag on for way too long. So it never actually gets really crispy on the skin. Yeah. We were actually going to take it out of the bag and put it back in the oven. But the corn bake, the corn casserole thing took way too long. And actually, I still have so much French onion dip or whatever that I'm going to make another batch probably tomorrow or tonight. Did you buy a 16-ounce container instead of an 8-ounce container? 8-ounce container. Yeah, they sell the small little things of French oh, onion yeah. dip. Oh, yeah. We couldn't, I buy it couldn't find the ounce, So I got a 16-ounce. Oh, well, there's fault. Well, you know, that also works really well for um, potato chips. Ruffles? Get a bag of ruffles. I just, just dip it. Like Oh, anyway, but on top of that, the night before, we had to go find a dish to put that in. Because apparently the biggest or the, the biggest dish we had wasn't deep enough. 
with a casserole. And so we needed to go get like a real casserole dish. dish. So we went all the way down to like 50, I want to say 58th to a TJ Maxx. That's far. You know, you can buy just one of those tin for those foil little dishes from. Yeah, but Jewel. we wanted a real dish. Uh, you, you're starting your collection of random dishes that you might use a couple times. Well, I'm going to use it again. So, yeah. <laughs> Did you already finish all your corn? Oh, yeah, we bake? finished that pretty quick. We still got stuffing and turkey. Ooh. But we actually didn't... I still haven't eaten didn't my didn't buy enough uh, broth for the stuffing, so it's pretty dry. You just buy one of those giant little... Yeah. I don't remember what it's called. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we we bought, like, a normal can <laughs> and it wasn't big enough. Oh, yeah, you don't buy the cans. You buy like the entire little like half a gallon or like a quart. Yeah, of... we should have done that. We didn't do that. Yeah, mom buys like them in bulk and pours like because she also does the potatoes in in chicken broth, which I never knew really? before. Yeah, she boils the potatoes in chicken broth and then pours out the extra chicken broth and mashes the potatoes. That's why it tastes so good. Yeah, because that's where you get all the salt from. Because she doesn't add any seasonings to yeah, her potatoes. Danielle added. Uh... Ranch seasoning to the, the potatoes. potatoes? <laughs> Is she okay? We had to add like, a lot of butter to it because it was pretty dry still. Well, usually you add like sour cream or butter, oh, but you can do that. Well. French onion dipping. <laughs> there you go, and then you wouldn't have had to put the ranch dressing flavoring yep. in. And then we had the sweet potatoes. Basically, got all of the recipes from mom except for the mashed potatoes. Which sweet potato did you do? Did you do the candy? Yeah. It was really hard. Uh, Mom and I made the maple really. ones this time. Yeah, but we added bacon to it, which honestly drastically changes yeah, the sweet that's potatoes. That's the one we're not. Yeah. Danielle was like, what's the one that she puts so the, I actually the really bacon liked it. in? It's like, I'm pretty sure you put Oh, no. She puts. She doesn't put any bacon in the sweet potatoes normally. It's in the green bean. Yeah. But I took the sweet potato recipe that she normally makes that has like... um. Basically, like jammed onions and sweet potatoes and maple syrup, and you make like a little sauce. We added bacon to it because I was like, let's just try this. And it was better than better ever. Than ever. Well, that's good. It was the first time that I actually like helped mom cook, actually, other than when she yelled at me and I left the kitchen because that's how she is. No, you just leave when you feel like you can't do anything. No, if she te- if she if I'm in her way, I'll just walk out of the kitchen because it's like she doesn't communicate sometimes when she wants something done and I don't read her brain, which is fine. Everyone does that, but it's like I'm not going to get yelled at because I'm doing what I'm doing and you didn't communicate well with me. And that's how she is. I'm always worried that the food is going to get cold. Yeah, that's something that like as you cook a lot more and you learn a lot better about the fact that some things hold heat better so like turkey holds heat incredibly well because the carcass and the bones when they get really hot they hold heat incredibly well which just keeps on going to the meat but like the corn and sweet potatoes don't hold its heat as well well sweet potatoes hold heat decently well when you mash mashed potatoes they don't hold heat as better as much as hold because we actually we had the windows open because it was so hot apartment actually it's always hot because the radiators and the, the pipes are always yeah. you know running i had that problem when i lived in my old apartment we had radiators the my bedroom was the smallest bedroom in the house 
and it had a full-size radiator for a regular room in that bedroom. So the entirety of the winter, and last year we had, well, the year I lived in that house, two years ago, um, we had a giant like snowstorm that was called the Polar Vortex. So it was the coldest Chicago had had in a long time. I left my window open during the Polar Vortex, and my room was the perfect temperature. I was like, it was like a nice 68 degrees. It was perfect. I never closed that window when I lived in that house because it was always yeah. too hot. Yeah, we're always opening windows. Like, I actually just closed the window here because of the meeting or whatever, and I'm actually pretty warm. But I also yeah, bought, um, when we were at Home Depot, like those things that insulate because it's also supposed to help with STC and, like, you know, stopping of sound coming through. Mm-hmm. And I wrapped yeah. the whole like casement part of the window with this stuff. <laughs> so nothing's getting out. That's Does it look what? weird? Does it look weird? Uh, it's only like, can you still open the window? Yeah, you can still open it. It's only like, you know, on the top and okay. on the side. So when I move it up, sometimes like the sticky stuff comes off. But What's this stuff it's called? It's like a foam, like sticky window. You should text me what it is because I would love to seal my windows better so that I'm not always cold. I prefer cold so. Well, I, I do too, but like, we we have this problem in our house where it's like my room is always colder than the rest of the house. So, at certain points of the night when I'm incredibly cold in my room, because like, it gets really cold in here. Like my right now, my hands are cold, but not that cold. Um, I'll turn the heat up and then we'll all go to sleep and we're fine throughout the night because I like it cold when I go to sleep and then I'm like freezing. And then we all wake up and it's way too hot in our apartment. So it's always like a back and forth every day with what the temperature set up because my room is the coldest room in the house. It's the has the worst heating and I live right next to the fucking heater. Do you have a like thermostat? Can't can't you just like put the you know, take it out and put a nest the or ther- something in? Well, the thermostat is all the way in the living room, which is on the other end of the house. So it makes sense why my room's the coldest, because it doesn't have a thermostat close to it. But also, I'm the only room in the house that has three windows. I have the most windows, other than the living room. The living room has the same amount of windows. So it's always really cold in my bedroom. But I just finally figured out that my windows were actually open. At the top? Yeah, they fell down, so, and I finally got them closed a couple months ago. So, like, my room has been better, but it's still kind of cold in here. But, like, it's not bad. It's only a bit bad when I'm sitting here for long periods of time and, like, my hands start to get right. too cold. Well, I mean, if you go to Home Depot, usually it's just, like, near the windows. It's like a little Although, look, maybe that will help. circular tape thing. It's pretty cheap. I think it's, like, four bucks. For the next nine months of me living here. Yeah, are you staying if I still don't have a job in theater in June, no, July, no, I'm moving out. I'm moving to Palatine. I'm moving with your friend. Yep. She's an extra bedroom. I want to move in. Yeah. Because it's cheaper to live there. Like, because uh, and... mom was telling me that you were doing that. Or she actually said, why don't you live with her or something like that? I was like, mom, you don't want Matthew to move home? Oh, I told her specifically that because she said, why don't you move home? And I was like, mom, I'll be honest with you here, but moving home is the worst decision I can make in my entire life. Pay off your student loans faster. Because I, I, well, yeah, because I would have to pay other bills, but living with mom, 
like living with her isn't bad. It's just the fact of like, I have a different style of living than she does. And I don't really feel like getting yelled at because I didn't get out of bed one day. And she'll definitely wake me up every morning because the dog will want to come visit me. And then she'll, when I won't get out of bed until noon, she'll be like, are you going to get up today? I'm like, what else do I have to do today? Well, most people, Matthew, have something to do even when they have nothing to do. Well, I used to wake up earlier because I had like things I wanted to do or stuff like that. But like now I'm at that point of like being unemployed for a long time where it's like, no, there's literally nothing else to do. I have no new hobbies because I can't try new things because the world's shut down. And all the old things I did are no longer as enjoyable. They're already done. I have started getting back into brewing beer, though. So if you do come to Christmas, you're going to have to taste test my new honey ale. Honey ale. Yes. That's good. Is there honey in it? There is. There's two ounces of honey in it. Well, that's a lot of honey. No, not really. There's 10 bottles. How many bottles? It's a gallon of beer. Not 10 bottles. 10 bottles. Two ounces of honey. Yeah. Where'd you get your honey? At... I bought it from the brewery site that I buy all my ingredients from. They give it to me in bulk. See, you should have found like a honey harvester somewhere in Illinois. Go to them, say, listen, I need bulk honey. They would have been like, oh, I got you. Well, I was just trying the recipe this time. That's why I only made a gallon. So I didn't need a lot of honey. I just needed two ounces. So I bought a small container of what I knew was exactly... um, I guess the word's organic. It was like, it's only bee honey. There's no anything else added. It's just pure honey. Hmm. And I'm just Actually, trying the recipe. And then I'll make a five, I'll make a six gallon version of it if I like it. Did I tell you about, um, our aunt and uncle took us to a, uh, what's it called? Distillery? No, you did not. So we went to a distillery because, you know, our aunt is fun and our uncle likes to drink bourbon yes and this distillery it's in like you know countryside new jersey um if you spend a certain amount of money you can distill your own whiskey or bourbon whatever you're trying to make whatever recipe you want yeah um it just you know costs a shit ton of money well yeah because they probably make it in the giant barrels that they normally make it in so you have to pay for like a 500 gallon worth of this liquor but they'll bottle you know i think the small one will bottle 140 bottles oh yeah so, that, that, yeah because they're giant barrels of alcohol i really want to get into brewing to the point where because like right now it takes four weeks to make the beer i'm cur- the the honey ale i'm making takes four weeks from the time where you do all the prep work you boil all this stuff You put it in the jar, you put the yeast in, and you seal it up and then leave it for two weeks, and then you bottle it, and another two weeks you drink it. And I want to try to get into it to the point where um, every week I have something to do, so I'll buy buy all the ingredients to make two different type of beers, and then I'll... You make make, it one week, make the next the next week. Yeah, and then... The week after that would be the bottling period for the first beer, and the week after that would be the bottling period for the second beer, and then on and on. I really want to get into that because I want to like. I really want to get into brewing. It's actually really fun. It's just it's, it, it's a lot of sitting around and waiting. So I made beer back in 
March? No, it was in May. It was in May. And I got busy and I forgot about it. And I let it sit in there for like eight months because at a certain point I got lazy and I was like, well, I, 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 un- I bottled it and put it in bottles like three weeks ago. But like at that point, like the yeast had already died. So it was like it didn't really get fizzy. Yeah. But it was like I, I forgot about it and then I was too lazy to actually do it because it was like way past the point I was supposed to do it. So I was like, is it really worth it? So I bottled it. It's sitting in my um, cabinet right now. Um, and I tried it. Try like one? I tried it. It doesn't taste bad. It tastes like a beer, but without the carbonation factor. Like there's a little bit of carbonation, just so not like a lot. A malt beer? I guess. If that's what a malt beer tastes like. But like it, it's just it's yeah. a very it's a it's it's basically it tastes like you took a beer and you let it sit out for like a couple hours and it's flat but not really flat it like has a little bit of carbonation left that's what it tastes like it still tastes good it has a good flavor um it's just it's flat it's like mildly flat well I was actually thinking we should distill a bourbon yeah but to do that we would have to pay the distillery to make it for us. Or we just get all the stuff and we make something that makes 10 bottles. Cool. Let, let me explain something to you. It is <laughs> incredibly illegal to distill your own alcohol, alcohol in the United that. States because of the fact, and I'll say this, I did it once. Do you remember when I, I told you I made vodka? Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why it's incredibly illegal to make um, alcohol, um, distill alcohol, is because of the fact that it is incredibly common if you don't know what you're doing, which no one ever does, and like have the proper equipment and the profit, proper like um, mechanisms to do it, you could kill somebody. Because there is ethanol, which is what we drink that gets us drunk, and there's methanol, which is a byproduct of making alcohol that is poisonous mm-hmm. and can kill you. And mm-hmm. it's very common because you have to get rid of all of it. You can't have any of it other than like, like a point oh 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 one percent of your alcohol bottle can have it because it's like it's not poisonous in a certain ratio. Well, that's why moonshine is so good. Well, yeah, but you can easily. Well, no, moonshine doesn't have methanol in it. It has like a low low okay. rate of it. Well, no, if you make it right, it shouldn't have methanol in it. Um, Kills people. Well, yeah, but the interesting thing, if you want to know the science behind it, methanol is like the complete opposite of ethanol, where it's poisonous, but. You know what they do for people that have methanol poisoning? What? They give you ethanol. So they just get you drunk. Yeah. So you're li- so like when you go to the hospital with methanol poisoning, they give you an IV drip of ethanol. So basically like alcohol and you're drunk the entire time you're there because that's how you get over methanol poisoning. But it's really, really easy if you distill your own alcohol because what you have to do is when you're distilling it, there's like this portion of it in the beginning of when, right when you start distilling it, that's called the head, and that's all meth- methanol. And then after that is ethanol. But it's very, really difficult for someone who's new to the game to know the distinct difference in the two. And that's why technology is now better at it than humanity is. Hmm. So, yeah, well, we're gonna, not going to distill it. I was going to tell it. a quick story that um, I drank homemade moonshine. Ooh, tell me about it. When uh, you're obviously still alive, my best friend Justin <laughs> was getting married. This was and, a while ago. You know, we all got off the bus after our crazy pictures, and we were drinking and drinking. And I was told not to drink a lot mm-hmm. because I'm giving a speech. Oh, great! And I was the last person to give a speech. 
of like the best men's and maid of honors, and then it was the father, who was already pat like drunk. <laughs> yeah. But I I took you know I think we did four shots, and then took you know pulls. Oh God, that's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, we had to do some like running around before, so you know it just kind of. Who in. made this moonshine? It was Justin's dad. He oh. made like three bottles of this stuff, and the apple pie moonshine tasted like apple pie, and the wild cherry moonshine or whatever it was tasted like wild cherry. And... Well, maybe he knows how to make it so it doesn't kill anyone. Because you can yeah, buy the good. you can buy better equipment to make it. I just have this really really crappy pot that is basically a still in one well i think it would be fun to make you know a 10 year old whiskey or well actually what i was planning on doing so like have you ever had an ale before do you Mm -hmm. like ales do you like honey ales yes i like ales more than anything else so like if this beer turns out and i like it i was going because it's not an indian pale no (laughs) um because what I really like, what I wanted to do, so the one I made that isn't that great, um, I don't like it, so I'm not going to make more of it. But if I like this one, I was going to make more of it, but this time make a six-gallon container of it because it's only like another $10 worth of ingredients to make six gallons instead of one gallon. And it makes 60 bottles worth. So I was like, well, wouldn't it be kind of cool because I'm – bougie and i'm that type of person i was gonna print labels and i you liked the beer because i was gonna have you try it at christmas if you came to christmas um i was going to brand it as the suburban siblings beer and like make a logo and make like an entire um label for it no we can like podcast that makes beer and like i'll probably be the only one that drinks it but like i thought it would still be funny just because like i'm gonna make the labels anyways what if i branded it the suburban siblings beer nah you gotta brand it like like a version of never brand it the official beer because then people get bored of it and then you can't you know mix up the stuff you gotta be like this is suburban well then yeah then you make a brand and and you change the beer every once in a while but you're gonna be goose island before Oh, Goose Island makes so many beers. I love their beers. <laughs> I'm still drinking their Christmas IPA. There you go. Actually, like we do it. get some Goose Island, but it's really just the the main IPA and the, the original, which is not really their original, but whatever. Well, yeah, you don't get I get all of the beers, so like, there's always giant packs. There is this beer that I tried the other day that was a Goose Island that's like Next or something. It's a silver can. It literally tastes like I'm drinking water, but it like hits you out of nowhere after like you you drink one. Yeah, it's a beer, but it has like a higher than regular alcohol percentage. Sure, it's not like a you know vodka something. No, it's a beer. It's a very very light beer. It literally tastes like I'm drinking water. Um, it has like a little bit of like some citrus and like flavor to it, but um, it literally what I what I kind of compared it to. I compared it to like the LaCroix of beers where it's like, but like tastes better than LaCroix. Um, But like, it was like, I drank one of them and I was like, well, I'm feeling this already. And it was like, it has like a high alcohol percentage and you don't even notice it. Interesting. Hmm. When you come to Chicago next, I'll show you all my favorite beers. All right. Danielle would love that. So she'll come. (laughs) 
I feel like Danielle likes beer more than you do. She does. She's the reason why I drink beer. Really? Yeah. What would you drink if it wasn't for Danielle? You know, I was drinking whiskey and vodka. The only reason why I would ever drink beer is because of game day. And usually it was like a watered-down natty. Well, yeah, it was like the cheap. Yeah, I would just buy cheap-ass beer and drink it. And that was most of my beer drinking. Unless I had no money, in which case, then I would drink beer. But most of the time, I'd just drink, you know, whiskey, whiskey coke, some type of mixed drink with whiskey. So, yeah, I'm more a rum person. So we each, you, whiskey's your favorite, rum's my favorite. I wanted to make rum once. That's really hard. Mm-hmm. It's all molasses. Um, but yeah, I found it interesting that you're the whiskey person and I turned into the rum person. Well, part of the reason why I didn't drink beer as much, I, I mean, one was like the carbonation. I can't handle the carbonation. But the other it's reason... It's very filling. It's, yeah. You get bloated way too easily. That's why I don't drink a lot of it. Well, I really like wheat beers because you can have one or two and you don't even have to eat food. You're done. Well, yeah. <laughs> I go to bed soon. But um, the other reason why I don't drink beer is because mom, when I started college, like that was when I was like, you know, I'm going to start being really honest with mom. I'm just going to start telling her what's going on. And I told her that, um, you know, I kind of like the, the taste of like real liquor instead of beer. She's like, well, you know, beer makes you fat. That, that, that's just a way of kidding you. A little bit it. more of a, a sugar to it, but you know, plus it's more water, watered down. So yeah, well, no, not really, but not really. Uh, they're both pure bad alcohol. For you. <laughs> yeah, in large doses. Well, and the the whiskey drinks that I started on, it was kind of like coffee. You know how when I started drinking coffee, I was really into like mochas and lattes and things that had high sugar and cream contents. Yeah, now you've gone down to a black. Yeah, so like my black. my first whiskey drinks that got me into whiskey were like, what was it? Um, wow, it's like the most common whiskey drink. Manhattan old fashioned. Old fashioned. Those the whisk. Well, I don't. I, th- I don't think those are both whiskey drinks. I don't remember. Well, old fashioned is whiskey, but the problem is it's half whiskey, half sugar, <laughs> just syrup. Yeah. Yeah, Simple that's what syrup. makes it taste more good. Yeah, but then when I learned that you know you just drink the whiskey straight up and it's it actually tastes better than having all that sugar in there. Well, the whole idea of the sugar is that it masks the burn of the whiskey, and that's what people don't like is the burn. You, like I love the flavor of rum, but the burn is what I don't like. But if you drink the burn enough, it's like drinking black coffee. It, like you actually start to in, like enjoy the flavor behind the Maybe. burn. See, I don't drink coffee that often, so and I don't drink black coffee. Yeah. Actually, but the reason you, why Danielle drinks black coffee is because I drink black coffee. Well, as I guess as you like... Well, because you also are very different than the normal person who drinks coffee, whereas you really got into coffee and you find specific coffee brands and beans that you like, where a normal person will buy like Folgers or whatever it's called. Yeah. Make coffee that way. That's not good coffee. You've even told me that. That's what oh, dad drinks. I still try and, I'm still trying to get dad to use his uh, Father's Day gift. Yeah, he just hasn't gotten around to it. I, I put everything in the cart for him one day. All he had to do is pay for it for free. It was all paid for. Why don't you just send it to him? 
That's like a bunch of things that just well, but you also have to buy the Pui ground coffee because he does not a ground coffee. That was the other thing. All the coffees that I was showing him, that I was yeah. like, oh, you'd like this because it's got like high chocolate, like it was roasted with chocolate. And you know how he loves to put little things of minute, whatever it's called, hot chocolate packets in his coffee. The problem is, is not all of it's ground, or they won't grind it for him. Yeah. So he'd have to get a grinder or take it to a place that would grind it, but probably under a grinder that makes bulgers. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, you know what I was looking at getting him for Christmas? I haven't bought his Christmas present yet. Um, and hopefully he doesn't listen to this podcast, which I know he doesn't. Um, he listens to I, our podcast. Yeah. Um, I was looking at getting, have you ever heard of Ember? They make coffee mugs and like um, travel coffee mugs, but like I've looked, I looked at this a couple of years ago, but now like their products are way better and they're smaller. Yeah. And it, it's a coffee mug that keeps the temperature that you set it at. So you pick the temperature that you want and it will continuously keep the coffee heated to that temperature until it runs out of battery. And the battery length is like a decent, like six to eight hours. Mm-hmm. And because like all the time I see him when he goes out and he does things, he brings his coffee mug with him and he. I actually got him a coffee mug that does something similar. It like uses a technology that's better than thermos to keep it hot. And yeah. the problem is I bought him a small mug. Yeah. So I don't think he uses it anymore. But it also had like a an interesting like what's it called? Like mouth to it so that when you yeah. drink, like it doesn't like it, it will always it's like a straw type thing. Yeah. Well the one I was looking at has a battery in it, so like actually heats up the coffee when it gets to a certain temp. But like is it like a big, like, the, like a decent size? Well, like, so it's like the, you know, like those old, um, like, co- not coffee cups, but like we use them to hold hot chocolate and coffee that when we went out places, like the all-in-one yeah, color one, I guess. But like, it, it's not like this Yeti water bottle, but like it, it's the same size, but it has like a coffee like lid on top. I don't know how to describe it. Okay. So it's like a decent size. Um. He would use you it to remember to charge. He'd probably use it for you know. He's always driving places. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. They also make a version of it that is just a regular coffee mug, hmm. that also does the same thing. I don't know. I looked at it a couple of years ago and I didn't like the technology that they had for it and it didn't have a good battery life and I was like, he'll never use this. So maybe I'll buy it from this year. I haven't decided yet. Well, you'll find something. I haven't even used any of my notes this time. Oh, well, we've just been talking. We haven't talked in two weeks, so like we're catching up. And Mom hasn't told me much about your lives. Well. Because I haven't seen her in a while because I thought I had COVID. Yeah. She was worried. She's actually, she really wants Danielle to come to the point where every excuse that I could pull out of Danielle's hat trick of reasons why she actually does not want to go. Mom was like, well, you know, I can relate. There's a reason why I haven't gone anywhere. And I was like, okay, mom, <laughs> whatever. Well, like, it, it, it's still, like, even though she doesn't go anywhere, she has a high chance of getting it from me mm-hmm. if I get it. And that's why I freaked out when I thought I had, like, when I was told that someone close to me had COVID, I was like, literally, I've tried so hard not to get it specifically for this purpose. Yeah, but, you know, the Midwest is a hot spot. Yeah. New York City is also a hot spot. It's like I I don't know I don't see a point in actually moving around. Well, I think mom 
specifically. Mom loves Danielle. Yeah. I also love Danielle. She's a great person. She's fun. I think she wants her to come because um, like Thanksgiving this year wasn't like an event because no one came because she didn't invite anyone. I think she wants something entertaining. And when you come, it's not as entertaining as when Danielle comes with you because there's something different. Are you kidding me? I'm not as entertaining. Danielle has to come because I'm not that entertaining. Well, like when Christmas before Danielle came, I'll be like, yeah, we had some fun, but like you and I didn't hang out much. When Danielle's there, the three of us hang out. We do things like we, we saw when there was the four of us. So mom, you, me, Danielle, We'd go see movies. Like, we can't do that this year. We'd go do other things. We'd have fun activities because there was a decent amount of us and it wasn't just the same old family. Well, I feel like it's just everybody's trying to entertain Danielle, which is good because then I don't have to entertain her. She's fun. I enjoy spending time. I, we made pies together and then I never texted her. Yeah, she's that. mad at you still. Although I tell her all the time, you know, you can just you know, text him and he'll text you back. And she's like, no. <laughs> Should I just text her right now and be like, "Sorry about the pies." You could, as as she's sitting in the other room and hearing us talking, she probably wouldn't respond. She's probably watching TV. On what her computer? No, we have a TV. Oh, well, it's her TV. That's right. You're getting a new one. Uh-huh. But it's really slow. So one of the reasons why we got a new TV is because that TV is so bad. Well, tell her if she comes to Christmas. We can make pies, and I'll teach you how to make cannolis. Ooh. Actually, so there's a bakery right across the street we can see in the window and stuff. Do they make cannolis? They have cannolis. They have, Danielle loves carrot cake. She saw that they have carrot cake. They have cheesecake. Carrot cake's terrible. They have all different types of cake. They have macarons, I saw. Macaroons. Macarons. Macaroons. You're saying, well, it depends on which one that is, but it's macaroons. Or macarons. I mean, they looked all right. They weren't as, they didn't look as creamy. In the I can show you how to make those too. Really I don't hard like making them. Even Jonah had a hard time making them. I made them, I made them a couple times down. I've gotten it down. I just personally don't like them because it's way too sweet. The main ingredient in them is sugar. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to come here sometime soon. Mom said she's probably not going to come until the pandemic's over and everybody's vaccinated. I was telling her, I was like, you're not going to come to New York because nobody's going to get vaccinated in the first year of the vaccine in New York City. So, Well, I think mom also wants to use you so she can have a place to stay while she goes see Broadway shows. I'm totally fine with that. I have an extra single key just to the apartment, but she can call my phone number to get in the building. And I'll just go live in a hotel. I don't know why you wouldn't stay with us. I don't mind staying with people when they have extra bedrooms and extra beds, but like, I don't want to sleep on a couch. I don't want to sleep on an air mattress. I would rather spend the 80 to a hundred, whatever dollars to buy a hotel room for a night and be comfortable. Okay. Well, have my own bathroom. That's clean. No, <laughs> you're not going to have that. No, I would, we're going to, we're going to drop money on a nice air mattress when somebody decides they're going to come stay with us. I slept on the nice versions of air mattresses. They're still not that comfortable. Okay. Well, you can stay here. We have a very I'll nice apartment. I'll be in the street. You would actually like the I'll area. come and visit your apartment. You'd like the area. We're like right above the Upper East Side, but cheaper. And there's lots of Mexican food. How far are you from... What's the park, son? 
Central Park? Is that the you don't know the most famous park in the world? I forget it because I don't care. (laughs) I have Millennium Park and Grant Park and the fun parks, the small ones. Central Park, which is like a forest in the middle of a giant city. Yeah, it's bigger than the smallest country in the world, which is Monaco. Well, yeah, we're only three blocks away from Central Park. Oh, that's not bad. Do you go running there? Yeah, I try. It's really hard to wake up early in the morning because I'm so tired from... Why don't you go running? I'm still trying to get used to all the fire engines and police officers. That's right. You've never really lived in a big city, have you? Well, when I lived in Lincoln, I lived downtown. and I listened to a lot of motorcycles and, you know, diesel engine trucks driving through it. Yeah, but now... But now you're in a real city. Yeah. Now I'm in a real city where we have learned recently that police officers like to actually turn on their siren and their lights just to go through the red light. Yep. 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 That's what they do. <laughs> like, your job is to just drive around. Get get over the fact that you're going to get red lights. Shut the... Stop turning There's your siren. There's a reason... There's a reason that I slowly over time moved further and further away from the downtown area of the city of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I could do that easily because Chicago's not that big of a city, but it's still a big city. Yeah. And now I'm in an area where I hear police cars and ambulances occasionally, but not as often as I did when I was downtown. I was like, downtown, you were lucky that the building had good um, sound absorption and like whatever that's called. I forget. Well, so, so you didn't hear anything. We're on the main street, which basically every street in Manhattan street <laughs> so we, it, it's actually concerning if you don't hear a siren in a day yeah especially since you know the, the the police station is two blocks down the fire station is one block that way there's two hospitals the bus depots across the street yeah you're in a loud area yeah it's all right though. We actually just got blinds that have some sort of, you know, sound blocking. Just in the bedroom. You know, they made blinds that do sound blocking, but they're cool. basically the blackout ones. But see, what I like about cities is that after a while of living there, like a month or so, your certain apartment will train you based on what time you want to wake up. So, like every day. The garbage truck, I live in the back of my apartment, so like I see the parking area and the garbage area out of my windows. Garbage truck wakes me up every day. (laughs) At the exact same time. Yeah. Six o'clock, almost on the dot, every day I wake up because of the garbage truck. It's great. I love it. But like I have no reason to get up, so I go back to bed. Yeah, we haven't heard any common themes of sounds. I mean, I guess like we've both woken up at 3 a.m., multiple times so maybe there's something with like yeah. the buses because i know that whenever they open the garage doors across the street you hear like this massive chain but that's about it well what time at 3 a.m like right at 3 a.m like or like 45 there's 3 40 because i know there's a specific time that if you wake up every day at that specific time you're probably in an apartment that's haunted Ooh. I think it's at like two something though. I'm gonna tell Danielle that it's like the witching hour or something where it's like if you wake up every day at this time, it's because there's something, there's some like spirit that is waking you up in some way. And that's why I when I learned about this, that's when I learned that um, what's really bad for a bedroom is if you have a chair Hmm. in the bedroom because if um, a chair is left empty, completely empty, and there is a 
ghost or some sort of spirit around what they have a tendency to do when they see open chairs apparently is they sit in those chairs and stare at you so i learned a long time ago that now i have two chairs in my room i always have something on top of the chair like you could put like a blanket over it you could put a towel over it and it's like then they can't sit in there but there was a time where i had the chair across the room from me and i wouldn't put anything on it And I would wake up every day at like this time at like two something in the morning. And I was like, why is this happening? It's like almost perfect every single time I'd wake up Mm -hmm. at this time. And like, it's that feeling that you get where you feel like you're being watched because we still have those like triggers in our body. And then I started putting something over the chair every night before I went to bed and it solved my problem immediately. So I'm not going to lie. I don't like scary shit. I don't like creepy stuff. But I'm a very good person at handling those situations. So like when a homeless person comes up to you in the middle of the night and it's just you and one other person and like they're creeping the shit out of you and you don't know what's about to happen. I'm pretty good at like, you know, reacting in those scenarios. I'm not going to lie. If some like ghost wakes me up at three forty, three forty five in the morning and sits in a chair, I'm going to have a conversation. <laughs> I would straight up yeah, if you talk see to a ghost. I'm not going to lie. Well, that's if you can see I bet it. you they probably have a good story. See. There's only there's only oh, one right. reason why you stay in this world as a ghost. And that's because you have something to yeah. say. Every single apartment I've lived in, almost, in the city of Chicago, other than, like, college dorms, I've had some sort of ghost that lives in my bedroom. And I don't know, in the first apartment I, I had, it lived in my closet, which was always hilarious. And the reason I figured this out was um, we had a friend whose mother, like, knew like a bunch of spiritual stuff and could tell when things were wrong in our apartment. It creeped me out. Um, But so she did like a bunch of things and found out it lived in my closet. And I even past that down the road, we learned that if I left my closet door open at night, none of us would sleep well, even though like no one other than me would know my closet door was open. None of us in the apartment would sleep well. We'd always feel like we were being watched or like we would like be able to like it would just be we would be uncomfortable in our rooms, even though the doors were closed, the building mm-hmm. was locked, all that stuff. So I had to keep my door, cl- my closet door closed all the time. Wow. So actually that happened in college, too. <laughs> so, you know, my freshman year, I, I lived in the dorms and then my sophomore year, I decided that I was going to live in the fraternity house that I was Flat in. House. Yeah. Um, and like it was unique i didn't really have a roommate to start because you know i was planning on rooming with in our fraternity and he ended up dropping out of school um probably shouldn't have said his name you can beep it out anyway it's just a regular name yeah um so i roomed with somebody random who is also in the architecture school so it was great got to know him really well um he's doing really good in life anyway um the room that we decided to take is called turf that's not the original name of the room. I don't know the original name of the room, but I know that it's not called Turf. Okay. Because there is a long-standing known story that somebody, specifically a female, hung themselves in our fraternity right. house in one of the closets. Right. Which happened to be my closet. I would not have lived in that room. I didn't know this until after I had moved in. People had started telling me it. That... You had a nice fraternity room, too. It wasn't a bad room. I don't think room. you ever saw that one. The one that I had as a, I, the president was the year after. 
All I remember is you had a really big room that had two beds in it. You shared it with one other person, and like the room was gigantic. Like it didn't have like a good depth, like from where the door was, but like the width of it was like incredibly huge. We had like two windows right next to each other. It was nice, but I found out that a female had you know hung herself in her fraternity house, and it was I want to say in the sixties, late sixties. So oh, a long time ago. But still, something could haunt you. Yeah, they said that the whole house was haunted, actually, by other ghosts, too. But the only times I ever heard noises, like, they were pretty explainable. Also, because, like, everybody was just drunk and hanging out all the time, so. Yeah. Well, see, noises is what freaks me out the most, because my original apartment that I got um, off campus was a really old apartment. It was made back in, like, the 1950s. Mm. Which isn't really that old when you think about it. It's only like 70 years. But like it would creak because all the walls were plastered. The woods were like the original wood floors. It would creak all the time. And like even when I was home alone, I'd be in the living room watching TV. And like I thought I would hear someone walking down the hallway towards the living room. It freaked me the Mm. fuck out. And like sometimes it was the cat, but the cat was so small. But sometimes the noises were so big that it sounded like a loud, like a normal sized person walking down the hall. It freaked me out. That only ever happened when my closet door was open though. So like we figured out easily how to solve these issues. Yeah. That, that's why I always believe that apartment Mm -hmm. is haunted. This room, this apartment isn't as bad. I don't hear like things all the time, but like I do wake up at strange hours feeling like someone's watching me. Mm -hmm. And usually it's because, I don't put something on top of a chair. Well, next time you forget to put something on top of the chair, wake up and, you know, wave. See if there's a reaction in that area and maybe have a conversation with yourself. See, I do stuff kind of like that because, like, I got to, like, I don't like scary movies. Neither do you. I know that. Um, I don't like really, like, scary stuff where it's, like, like scary, like really bad scary movies. But, like, I don't mind it in real life. It's somewhat unnerving. But, like. At the point where, like, some kind of spirit is in there, and if they're going to actually cause you harm, like, why are you freaking out about it? It's just going to happen. So it's just like, I've just gotten to that point where it's like, cool, I'm trying to sleep right now. Can you leave me alone? And then I go back to bed. Yeah, they'll leave you alone. They're just, you know, trying to solve their own problems. Yeah. It's taking a lot longer than normal. (laughs) But I still don't, like, have, like, a complete belief that, like, ghosts exist even though like i've had some proof but never like a hundred percent evidence so it's just like i'm kind of always like is this real but like i one thousand percent believe that ghosts and spirits exist and i think it's also because they're the the meaning of god is a non-existent being which means that people hold on to these types of like existence things and that's one reason why they stay in their world. The other reason is because, you know, something is distressing them. See, that kind of stuff makes sense. It's just I've always really, I don't really like getting into things that I can't prove scientifically. Yeah, well, everything's a theory. Well, yeah. So, like, when it comes to religion, I'm not, tech, like, we're not religious. I don't believe in our specific religion. I'm an atheist for the, I'm technically agnostic is what the word is. I don't have a I don't believe in a specific religion, but I believe that there's a possibility for something out there. There's something else like there there could be a god. That's a possibility. It's just like it's not proven. There's no proof for that. And I don't 
want to sit here and spend my entire life believing that something exists that I have no proof for. Well, that's where like the cult comes in. Like a lot of times you find that people believe in it. Well, they don't believe in it to the point that, you know, like God is an existing person. Sometimes you'll see like people where they're so, you know, religious where it's like they will defend the fact that God exists. But really most of the time they're doing it because, you know, they feel comfortable in this cult. Yeah. Which is fine. I'm just not like that. I just, I want there to be proof where I'm not going to say that something doesn't exist or something's not real because if I don't have proof to disprove it, then, and just because I don't have proof to prove it doesn't mean that it disproves what they're yeah, saying. It's I have just, no problem with people. Who I'm not going to make my decisions based on, but. well, me neither. I, I have problems with people who try and, um, not necessarily make it a religious issue, but make it more of a, more like they they have a problem with gay marriage. It's like, well, you can have a problem with that, but don't push your views on other people. What other people do doesn't matter. Just because there's someone that's gay that you know that's over there and they have a boyfriend and there's they're two homosexuals doesn't mean anything. It's it's not bothering you. Just leave it. You just yeah. don't believe in that. I like the Geico commercial. And I went that explain that. Yeah, they're like, Geico don't be like your parents. And there's one where it's like this person who specifically tries to teach people to not be like their parents. And so they're like yeah. at a hardware store and they're all standing there and they're like, we all see it. We all see it. And then one person goes, he has blue hair. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, okay, he has blue hair. Get over it. Like everybody's got their own things. Like you're wearing a sweater. What? Yeah. I've met a because I go to an art school, but I've met a couple people who are like very, very religious and believe like in the whole um, homosexuality is a sin, whatever. Like you're going to hell if you're homosexual, all that type of stuff. I know people that are like that and they believe that type of stuff, but they're incredibly great friends with people who are gay or trans, all those types of people. They don't have a problem with those people. It's just like at the end of the day, they don't believe that they're going to heaven. But like at the exact same time, he's not pushing his beliefs. He's still friends with them. He doesn't talk about them when he's around them because he still likes them. It's just it's like that, that's the, the type die of diehards that are like that. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's like let other people live their lives. What yeah, is going on in your? What? This is why I'm over it's like Daniel the whole cooking. scary stuff because there's so many random noises. Well. Luckily, you live with another person, so it's not as bad. When you live alone, it's really I think if I lived alone in New York City, I would have been fine. The problem is is you can't afford to live alone in New York City. Unless you're like a lawyer and a financial person. Yeah. What I've kind of picked up is that living alone is scarier when it comes to scary shit. Yeah. But like... Living with someone else also makes your life more fun and things aren't as scary because it's like at the end of the day, someone's right across the hall listening to everything that happens in your room. So if someone tries to murder you, they'll know. Well, I will say living at the shore has transformed me because I always thought, you know, it would be great to be rich and famous and have like a massive mansion to live in. But living in the house at the shore. You don't need that. Which, you know, was double the size of our house of Twisted Oak. Um, living on one side of the house, hearing noises on the other side of the house. I was terrified. Yeah. Plus, I never actually locked well, yeah. the doors in my room. 
Because I had one door to the outside yeah. world, and then basically any of the doors to the back, like towards the bay, I never really locked yeah. them. Well, you also lived in a safe area, so it wasn't like someone. Well, that's a lie. There. Actually, there I think kids it comes that one day broke into houses that were they they're not abandoned, but they're like houses that are, you know, they're being yeah. constructed or something. Yeah, that's a different situation, but yeah, I understand. But like living in a gigantic house like the Shore House, when you hear things, it's way more creepy because it's like, well, there's this giant house and not necessarily it's something like a spirit or something. It's more like, well, what if somebody broke in on the other side of the house? Where like when you live in an apartment and someone breaks into your apartment, you're going to know whether or not someone broke into your apartment or not because like She'll be gone. the... Well, not even that. Like, the distance from my room to the living room is only, like, maybe 20 feet yeah. at the most. So it's like, I will know if someone breaks yeah. into my apartment from the 20 feet. Whereas at the shore, you don't know if someone broke in upstairs because you never so go So actually, I just got renter's insurance um, because I'm a real person now. <laughs> I still don't have renter's insurance. Well, it's it was more, you know, the conveniency of knowing... Because we work from home and stuff, that like our stuff isn't sure. But well, yeah, because it covers all your computers and things, doesn't it? I mean, it covers a certain amount of money. It doesn't cover the fact that we have expensive computers necessarily. But like where my computer is, it's next to the fire escape. And actually, one of the questions when I was paying for it was, "Do you have like a security system?" Which I'm still considering putting a security system here because where my computer is in the office. That's where the fire escape to my apartment is. So I'm actually still considering it. We'll see. But You could just buy some security cameras. It's not that I want security cameras. I want something, you know, Wi-Fi enabled that just, you know, connects to the window. So, like, if the window's opened. So, like, if someone yeah. opens it. Yeah. You can buy really cheap, like, not even Wi-Fi enabled devices, but devices because your apartment is small and you get like just those little two sensors that are on the window that are at a certain spot. And if the window opens, on a, like a thing beeps in your bedroom yeah. or something. You can buy those for really cheap yeah. off of Amazon. Well, and I just found out, too, that my boss literally does not expect me to come into work. So <laughs> I'm probably just going to be working in New York City. Yeah. I am actually excited, though, for my job. I've I actually found that I actually enjoy working there. Um, oh, big news, as you're still writing this down. You are the first person in our family to know, so please don't tell mother. Okay. And also because I'm just excited to tell you and tell anybody, Danielle has officially been given okay. a position at her firm. I'm not really that yeah, surprised, but like, congrats for but her. But she's getting paid more than me. Well, because so. at Thanksgiving, ooh, is she paying more rent no, than you? No, we're both paying the same amount. Plus, yeah. our rent really hasn't kicked in yet. Well, because so. well, mom was talking to you guys at Thanksgiving, because we didn't talk at Thanksgiving, but you talked to everyone else. And she was like, I wouldn't be surprised if she got the job. And then you were like, she might get the job. And I was like, well, yeah, I didn't that makes say sense. might. Actually, the deal was. It was two weeks ago that the deal was officially going to be offered to Danielle. They didn't officially offer it until Monday. Yeah, but like she, everyone was congratulating her on the new position before she was even offered yeah, the position. Yeah, she has a bunch she? of people who kind of fight for her, which is 
you know, one thing to always think about is, you know, your network of people and who you see as a mentor Mm -hmm. versus who sees themselves as a mentor to you. You should always try and align that, you know. So, Mm -hmm. happy for it. Yeah, well, now you guys can have money to buy things. I just need to ask for my raise now. Yeah, well, when Mom and I were talking about that, we were quite surprised that you were holding off another year to ask for a raise. I'm holding off a year. I'm holding off till the end of this year. Because remember, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So the fact that we've been hiring people is, is a good thing. And... But at the beginning of the pandemic, people were being let go. People were being fired. People were leaving. It was very concerning to me. Yeah. So I didn't say anything. Well, aren't you still hourly? Yeah, I will salary not be yet? salary until I am officially an architect. Oh, is that how they do That's it? That's how okay, my firm well does it. Danielle's firm does it, it differently. But... Well, because then it's a little bit different asking for a raise. Because we were, mom and I, dad and I were talking about it, and we were like, well, they could at least just make the switch from hourly to salary. And then there's that, because that's a so difference. They, they wouldn't want to do that. A little bit. And I probably wouldn't want to do that because I put in at least five hours of, of uh, overtime, which is paid a time and a half. Yeah. So assuming just the extra five hours of time and a half, oh, I, a week, I'm actually making over 60000 I believe. So they wouldn't offer me over 60000 nice. for a, a yeah. job that's salary. Well, what what do you make currently as hourly? I'm not supposed to tell you. Why not? <laughs> you know the whole idea that you're not supposed to tell people how much you get paid is actually the only person that benefits from that is the company that pays Yes. You. But you're not supposed to give those specific. They, they can't leak. So yes, I make over well the, on an hourly salary, but with overtime, which is encouraged yes. in my company, I make over sixty. Yes. yes. Okay. See that that'll give me something. But like, you you do know that the whole entire thing about not talking about how much you get paid only benefits the company you work for because talking about how much you get paid actually. Yeah forces the company to pay everyone at least the same. And if one person gets a raise for doing the same amount of work as someone else, everyone kind of does. Well, I'll say Glassdoor and LinkedIn know almost what I make. Just because, like, you know, it helps people decide on jobs and stuff. Yeah. Well, you make a decent amount of money. you know, a starting salary for a person who has a master's degree. Yes. And I make no money for someone who has a bachelor's You're going to do just fine. <laughs> Your life is just starting. Yes, I know. I got plenty of time. I am still doing great while being yeah, unemployed. So. Anyway, my plan, you know, is to ask for a raise when the year ends. And hopefully I've passed a couple more exams. Meaning like. Okay, yeah, well, that makes sense. That my raise. Because then your qualifications yeah, raise have gone will, up. will, you know. It'll be a synchronous thing, meaning I'll probably get my raise and then I'll get another raise after that for becoming a licensed architect. Yeah. What if they turn down your, you ask for a raise and they say no, what are you going to do? I'll just keep working. That's, that's the awkward okay. moment that you don't want to.
going to. Like you want to make sure that you synchronize your ask with, you know, them actually giving it to you. You don't want to be told no. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is even if you synchronize your ask and they still say no, are you going to possibly look for a different job that might So that's you part of the reason why I'm you going to Cuz you don't want to look for my job. job. <laughs> there is can't find anything. Cuz right now nobody okay, nobody's paying her anything, nothing's backing, like the banks are holding on to their money. So like I have friends who have projects that were started right before the pandemic hit and banks were hesitant. Like they didn't put the money in there. So right now everything's being bankrolled by personal funds while the financial backing that normally goes behind projects that I work on aren't there. Now I work for a firm that works for government projects, which means the money is already in the account when they sign the contract with yeah, because it's the government. The government usually has the money that they, well, yeah, they they have a f- source of money yeah. that they can pay you. So we're with, we're bank, we're bankrolled or backlogged, which is the real term. We're backlogged for another six months, maybe eight months, because we've gotten a couple more COVID projects. But yeah, okay. So when you ask for it, then they're probably not. Going to fire you if you ask for a raise. That'd be stupid if someone fired you yeah. just for asking. And I have a lot of friends at my firm and other firms who've told me the last thing you want to do is not be working, especially in the beginning of your yeah. career. And usually when you're not working, you go back to school. Like the fact, like in our industry, like if you're not working, you're not getting the experience, you're not continuing to build and develop yourself. So it's important for yourself to find a way to develop. While your industry, it's like nothing's happening. So when you guys come back, like you're going to be still ahead of the game because you're first out of school, you know, all the new stuff, which is what they're probably doing right now is they're bankrolling new projects that are putting that new technology in there. That's what they're doing in New York, at least. Danielle's firm is literally bankrolled yeah, because by Broadway right now. <laughs> well, Broadway has money. Unfortunately, the Chicago theater scene doesn't have as much money, but there's way more. Well, I can see, you know, Chicago, a lot of the theater companies getting bought out by New York theater companies in the next 10 years. Like kind of like how ski resorts well, happened from Colorado. There's a weird situation there because you have, the theaters that Chicago is known for. So you have like Chicago Shakespeare Theater, you have Steppenwolf, you have the big name theaters, and then you have the rental houses, which are the known theaters also because they're the ones that all of the shows come through, they're the mm-hmm. traveling shows. They're not, no one's going to buy those small theater companies that have a 30, 40 seat theater that they've been making work for the last 10 years those theater companies just go out of business well those are the ones that might get bought by a new york theater because you you think about it it's like it's like the The big ones um, what's like breckenridge or something in colorado like they buy all the small hills in vermont new hampshire wisconsin what are other small hills they buy those hills they bankroll them 
for, you know, you get a season pass and then they add on there, oh, you can spend this many days in Breckenridge, which is like the big hill everybody wants to go to. Yeah. So they'll do that in Chicago. They'll be like, See, okay, so this is a 40, 50 seat theater. We'll put the money into it. You buy a season pass. When you come to New York, you can go see, you know, whatever shows on there once or twice, whatever it is. See, I, I think the theater industry is a little bit different in that aspect because of the fact that theater in general is such a, you either win big or you lose badly. There's never any in-between for a show, and that's why... Before a show even gets to Broadway, it has a pre-Broadway one somewhere else in the country at a regional theater, because no, no one, no producer is gonna back a show that has the possibility yeah. to lose, and the and theater is such an expensive industry that doesn't make a lot of money to begin with unless you're on Broadway, because if you can't pack that theater every single night, well, you're losing money, because that's how the budgets work. You have to pack it. You have to make every dollar possible. To make money off well, of the show. I mean, they're competing against sports. So, <laughs> but honestly, when the pandemic yeah, ends, a, theater is a dying industry. Ends, I think people are going to be looking for that entertainment factor, and movies are dying. Movie theaters are literally dying because. Well, yeah, yeah we have remember streaming. when I told this? I so said you're this still to seeing movies. I was like, remember when Netflix wasn't allowed to go to the Grammys or not the Grammys? What is it? The Oscars. Yeah, they had to now buy one of the biggest two theaters houses. in California so that they could be a part of the Oscars. And now every movie producing company has some type of streaming to put their movies on. Yeah, what is streaming the Oscars going to do this year? Movies does at this point. <laughs> well, there's a couple movies. Yeah, but there. they have to put the streaming movies on there because like ninety percent of theaters are closed. Well, yeah, but streaming movies are also the majority of movies that are made for the last yeah. couple of years. Netflix produces so many movies in a year just for their streaming platform that that's the reason that they're the number one streaming. It's not movies; it's because TV the shows, fact that which are movie length, they're like well, an yes. hour and a half long. But the, but Netflix is also the new Hallmark. They make every genre. I had to show mom this. Mom, well, yeah, but like mom and I had this conversation and I literally had to explain to her like she was like, yeah, Hallmark, I, I, I want to buy cable for Hallmark. And I was literally looking at her and I was like, mom, you know that Netflix makes like over 50 yeah. Christmas movies a year. They're the new Hallmark and like they do the exact same stuff Hallmark does where they make those cheesy, crappy movies and they make even better yeah, movies too. Because people are going to watch them. <laughs> Especially with that new shuffle yeah. factor. So like, I, wow, that- yeah. Well, mom also always is asking me. She's like, "Hey, can I get rid of Netflix yet?" And I'm just like, "No. It's the main streaming service." Well, that I, I actually use. bought Disney Plus. <laughs> and I've been using Danielle's Disney Netflix. Great. So I don't know if I'll continue using D- Mom's, but if you guys want to throw in on Disney Plus, no, I would be totally fine. down for keeping it. Well, how much well, do you pay for Disney Plus? It goes up. I think I'm paying $9 a month. How much well, when it goes up? depending on when Hulu leaves Disney, which is, I think, in the next two years, and then when uh, ESPN Plus, which is owned by Disney, goes up. 
Because I have a feeling ESPN is trying to pull out of cable. Makes sense. I know mom likes Disney Plus because it has all the Disney she movies that Disney. she enjoys and she likes the new ones. I know. I have Disney Plus. I use it occasionally, but it's in our living room. And like, I don't watch it that often because like, I'm not always in the mood for a Disney movie. But like, I have Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime in my bedroom I that I can watch all the time. Um, I think I'm on your Prime. I think that's why. Yeah, I you can Prime. make an account now. You can like put your yeah. name on the thing. I barely ever use Amazon Prime. Netflix is my primary thing because I like to sit and as yeah. I w- do other things, I like to have TV shows running in the background. So like, remember when you introduced me to the West Wing? Do you know how many it's hours like of the West Wing I've watched since you introduced it to me? It took me it's forever seven. to end it because it's like 25 episodes a season. And they're all 45 to well, yeah, 56 I, minutes, I think is the longest one. I watch about the, I watch the series about once a month, the entire series, because over the course of a month, I will watch every single episode. Because it's like, I'll be like editing a podcast and like, I'll have it really quietly in the background in the other part of the room. And then when I pause it, when I need to actually listen to something specifically... But like when I play games, it's playing in the background. When I'm doing work, it's playing in the background because it's just like yeah. it's a good show that like is always interesting, yeah. even though I'm not paying attention I was to it. With House for a while too, but I liked House for a while. It's interesting, but it's weird. It's well, not if you want to jump in on Disney Plus, I would be totally fine with it. I'm actually paying for it because Mom pays for Netflix. So. That's the only reason why I really kept it. Danielle doesn't really well, use it. But that's why we're getting the new TV, because it's going to be a Roku TV, and you can, yeah, put Disney Plus on it. Ooh. Well, yeah, I'd be down for it. I'll pay for part of the streaming site if Mom keeps paying for Netflix. Because that's my main streaming site is Netflix. Netflix so. Have you watched The Queen's Gambit? Yes. Very good show. Great show. Great I show. hope they make another season. I doubt it. I think it was a one... It wonder. I, well, I haven't finished the season because I got really into it and then I got busy and I haven't watched the rest of it yet. But it's so good. I just feel like there's no more that they can add to it because it's all fictional yeah. story, fake story. Yeah. So, nonfiction. I want more stories like that. They need to make more series like that. Yeah. Well, it's hard because it's like, you know, chess is a really long standing game. A lot of people know the basic rules to it. But that show took it to the next step. And it had to do with like more things than just the game of chess. It had to do with like Cold War. Yeah. It had to do with you know, the things that people are interested in. You don't get that. Well, it had to do with like dealings of political matters. It had drugs in it. It had alcohol in it. It had all the things that Netflix loves. I can't wait for the um, Avatar live action remake that they're making on Netflix. I don't think it's going to be that good. But I also don't think it's going to be good. I don't think so either. You can't beat the cartoon. Well, because the original... is going back to the cartoon stage again. Do you notice that? Well... Like Disney's making everything yeah, cartoon version. Well, Hulu had... Do you remember the Animaniacs? No, I don't remember this. Okay, well, I believe... It's on Hulu, oh, I believe. But, um... I watch it's... Well, it used to be a late, it used to just be like a Cartoon Network or Disney Channel, something like that TV show. And it was really popular. You, I think, would like it a lot. It's it's hilariously funny. It's stupid humor. But um, it's on Hulu and they rebooted it. And so it, like, it, it's all about like the, the new seasons, all about like 2020 stuff. Mm-hmm. 
So like they talk about politics, they talk about all this stuff, but it's like stupid little shorts and they're hilariously funny. I think you'd like it. I'm not going to lie. I think they're going to make another version of the West Wing. It's not going to oh, be West wait. Wing, but it's going to be esque. It's going to be. Well, did you see that version or something? Well, like th- this past election proved to me how big of a show West Wing actually was and how popular it was because they brought all of the actors from the West Wing, like the main actors back. And they did a bunch of like YouTube videos about tw- the 2020 election and the importance. To- it was like, and they brought, they made like a, basically an episode and they like, sh- they like put it on TV and then they streamed it afterwards. It's like a brand new episode with like the original cast, the original set, all this stuff. And it was supposed to like be like to a whole thing of like, get out and vote. It was supposed to like, cause like apparently the West Wing, well, it's an older TV show that ended in like 2004 or five, something around there. Um, it is incredibly popular with younger oh, yeah. people, like people my age well, and people that are just turning The thing 18. about that show was that it was very correct. Literally everything that happened in that show. That's why I love it. Except for like some things where they tried to cross the characters with positions in the White House, which does happen yeah. in real life. But Well, yeah. But we've never technically had a... Um, and there, there's never been a White House position that has ha- had someone in the like a high profile position that has had the same person in the position for an entire eight years yeah. or four Which years. They did show matter. in the show, like the chief of staff had to leave. Usually, it would, well, yeah, well, yeah, but the chief of staff left after six years because he yeah. had a heart attack. Usually, that doesn't happen. <laughs> President Obama never had a chief of staff longer than I think two years because usually you can get pulled out of it or you just don't want to be in it anymore. Well, you make, you make, well, it's not an easy life and you make one bad decision or like you say one thing wrong and you get outed by the white house because they can't have you as well, a spokesperson. Like anymore. Trump white house where it's just like, he just doesn't trust yeah. anybody. Anyway. But my favorite thing about the West Wing was always the fact that it was always completely politically correct. And when they touched on matters that didn't have, necessarily any like background like they talked about social security once and they literally went into it and they dropped it as quickly as they talked into it but they pushed it enough to be like we're going to start a conversation about this but we don't know the ending of this because we don't know what real politics is about this is going to be about so it's like they pushed like two senators together to talk about it and they never touched it again well the same thing happened with madam secretary which was very good about doing it wasn't as great of a show some pretty good you know picking out current issues and, you know, attacking them right before it actually hit the news cycle. But it was a lot had to do it, with it Hillary never, Clinton. I think a lot of that show started yeah. because Hillary Clinton was the secretary of state for Barack Obama in the second term. I'll agree with you. But it, it's Madam Secretary just never kept my attention span as much as West Wing did. And I think that's just the way it was written. It wasn't written as well. There was also that show while well, you had, House of Cards, which was a political, like incredibly drama-filled political show, it wasn't yeah, really political at all. Over dramatic stuff. There's an oh, Designated Survivor. Have you ever watched Designated? Yeah, Survivor? I kind of lost it after the second season because it it kind of got to yeah, the point it, where it they got, were just overdoing, you know, what yeah. could happen. But it was, well, yeah, because it was all a fictional storyline. But like, they really the politicalness of it was honestly very true. Like this is how it should, like this is how the, what would actually happen in this type of situation technically. And like, they did touch on politics in like an actual, well, and to be honest with you, what is currently happening is very true to what designated survivor would be like with, 
I know I read today one of the big storylines, and I know this is coming out a week later, but the big storyline is Donald yeah. Trump thinks that, or has been told by multiple people, close people in his inner circle, that he needs to pardon a lot of people, including himself. And it's like, what? Well, he can't pardon himself. <laughs> That's where it goes to the, the justice system. Like, it's, it's never been done before. It's more of how do you interpret it? And he's put a lot of people on the, you know, the bench that. Well, he also can't pardon himself for anything that hasn't been well brought up against him I in think, court yet. He could pardon. Technically, he could pardon himself, I guess. I think there's something in there, but you can only pardon yourself for things that you're being accused yeah. of at the time. So he can't pardon but anything. A legal battle could come after that. The problem is, is he can pardon himself for things that are currently in the court. There's a lot of the things that people are trying to get I think him there's for. There's something right? there. Well, yeah, because there's so many things that he could be sued for. There's way well, too the many. Well, the big one, I think, is his taxes. The big, the big uh, conspiracy theory is that mean he anything. owes the United States so much money, and it's known because now he's president. But the reason why he wanted to be president again was to spend another eight years trying to recoup his money. Well, yeah, because he's lost so much money. And the U.S. government has spent so much money since he's joined the office. Because, you know, when you go stay at your own resort, you only double charge the Secret Service for using all those rooms and all that space. And yeah. when you go golfing every time, like you have to close down the whole course. But mm -hmm. Well, anyway, we've been talking for way too long. Yeah, I think we should. An hour and 42? You're going to cut stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of just boring stuff in here. I'm going to cut like giant portions, but not like small portions. Well, the first like 15 minutes was kind of a waste of time. Anyway, yeah. should we stop? Well, this was fun. Yeah, this was fun. I think we should send it off. Say goodbye. goodbye. I drank a lot okay, of wine. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>